What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. Thank you for making me part of your week, this week and every week. I am very excited about this upcoming episode as UB Bulls men's basketball assistant coach Jamie Corals takes time out of his busy schedule to join me for this episode. You're not going to want to miss it, so stick around and let's have some fun. Before we jump into this episode, I just wanted to take a quick time out to say thank you to everyone who listens to me and continues to listen to me on a weekly basis. Remember, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe to me on the listening platform of your choice and leave me a good thumbs up rating so that more people can find out about this podcast. Also, if you like this podcast, do not underestimate the word of mouth. Make sure you tell your friends, you tell your family to give me a listen because they might also like what they hear. You can hear me on any of the major podcasting websites, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, right here on Anchor. You can follow me on Twitter at SportstalkBuff1. That's SportstalkBuff1 on Twitter. You can also email me at SportstalkBuffalo at Yahoo.com. Once again, thank you for listening. Now let's get on with the rest of the episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump right into things because I am very excited for this episode. I have a very special guest with me. He is the University at Buffalo men's basketball top assistant coach. With me is Jamie Corals. Jamie, thank you for being on the show tonight. Hey, how you doing, man? I appreciate you having me tonight. So before we get into all this basketball stuff, obviously with the, you know, the whole pandemic going on, I was just kind of curious as to you know, how it's affecting your day-to-day life and your job and, and recruiting and things like that. Uh, well, right now, you know, we're, we're all working from home, so we're using a lot of Zoom. There's a lot of Zoom meetings uh, during the day um, with our guys, you know, making sure they're staying on top of their work with this whole learning thing. Uh, as a staff, talking about uh, uh, the future and planning for next season and planning for what we hope, you know, happens here in the summer. Um, and, and then we're Zooming with recruits and, you know, trying to keep the whole thing rolling. And uh, not let anyone outwork us, even though we're doing it virtually. So it's been an adjustment, but it's also been an adjustment for everyone else. So we're just trying to keep up with the times and keep UB basketball rolling in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. You know, losing all the players that you guys did after that historic run, you know, I thought that personally, I thought you guys had a, a pretty solid season. Obviously, it didn't quite end the way that we all would have liked it to. But then again, nobody's season really ended the way they would have liked it to. So um, congratulations on a, on a fantastic season, first and foremost. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about your resume before you got to the UB Bulls. And, uh, you know, you played Division Two basketball at Augusta University. The team went or had 85 wins in your tenure there. You helped take them to a Division II uh, national championship appearance. You went on to get your master's degree in kinesiology and health science, and then you ended up actually becoming a assistant coach at your alma mater at Augusta University, where the team ended up going, I believe it was 175 and 58. So you just you know nothing except success, but the one thing that really jumped out at me personally is the master's degree in kinesiology. And when I looked it up, I was like, man, I, I really don't know what that is. So I had to go and, and research it and see kind of what that is and what that degree is in. 
And it's really interesting. It made me come up with a question as to how you use that, which is the study of the mechanics of body movements to help you become a better coach. Oh, that's a great question, man. We, uh, it was something that I was really interested in and in a field that I wanted to, to continue, continue to pursue. And, you know, we're big on trying to figure out ways to help our guys improve. And so luckily here, you know, we have a great training staff, uh, strength coach who, you know, that's what they do full time. And, and they're really, really good at much better than, than I could ever be. But on the Division two level, you know, we don't have as, as many staff members, as many resources. So I wanted to, to be able to equip myself to help our guys get better, to understand how to get them faster, stronger, more skilled with their natural gifts as possible. And uh, I enjoyed the program. It was a two-year program. Uh, I had a chance to do that while I was coaching at Augusta as well. And it ultimately made me a uh, uh, I learned a lot in the program, and I think it definitely made me a better basketball coach. Does it help you kind of limit the the players' injuries and things like that? Because you guys were a fairly healthy team, and and you seemingly have been uh, at least since you know I've been paying you know more attention. Obviously, a lot more people have been paying more attention since the UB Bulls have kind of really started to build this thing up and been able to sustain it well. But do you think it kind of helps you? you know, interact with the players and, and kind of show them what, how they should be taking care of their bodies and, and things like that to avoid injuries? Uh, it, it does, man. And, and the, the one thing that it really did was give me uh, background knowledge, you know. So, you know, I'm a firm believer of, you know, if I'm going to teach someone something or if I'm going to emphasize something, I should really understand it myself. And uh, the, the guys here, uh, our training staff here, uh, Andy Bliss, who's our head athletic trainer, and Sean Connolly, who is our strength and conditioning coach, they, they do an unbelievable job of uh, preparing our guys um, to avoid injury. You know, they, they both have strong, they work really well together, and they have strong beliefs in, uh, you know, the work is done early to prepare, I'm sorry, to prevent injuries. It's not done once you start to feel tight or, once you're right on the verge of injury. And so they do a really good job. And uh, I enjoy watching them because, you know, that's my background and what I had the opportunity to get my master's in. And so I'm learning more and more for this, from them every day for my own personal knowledge. And it's been really, really rewarding. And I think you see the benefits of it. Like we haven't, knock on wood, had a lot of injury problems this year and in the past. So hopefully it's something that we can keep going in the future. For sure, for sure. Now, you were hired in 2017 under uh, Nate Oates, and my question was, you know, a lot of people might not know that you actually did have another Division One offer from Nickel State a few weeks prior to accepting the U, uh, UB job as the assistant coach under Oates. Uh, why did you decide to kind of come to UB over going to a place like Nickel State, who, which might be, you know, a little bit closer to home, obviously a lot warmer, then coming up to Buffalo. Um, so what kind of played in your decision to, to come up here to UB? Um, uh, I was very, very fortunate to have that opportunity because I had been trying to, to make the jump to the Division One level for a little while. Uh, I had an unbelievable job at Augusta, and uh, I, I enjoy every single year of it, and I was kind of ready for the to kind of hopefully keep elevating a little and I had the opportunity at Nichols, and uh, Coach Richie Riley was the head coach there. And uh, went out and did an interview. He offered me the job, and 
I was there for probably about five weeks or summer, and I was uh, incredibly gracious. Uh, matter of fact, I, I probably said Coach Riley, he's the head coach at uh, South Alabama now. So yeah. that year that I would have been there, they had an unbelievable season also, and he ended up leaving, going to South Alabama. But I texted him, man, and I just told him thank you for, you know, taking a chance on me. He didn't really know me. Uh, it came about because of the recommendations of a few guys. And so I just texted him and said, hey, man, I really appreciate you. And uh, I was there about five weeks or so, and then the Buffalo's job came available, and uh, it was a, a tad bit higher of a level and uh, and uh, a pretty good fit. And uh, Richie was really, really um, supportive and, and told me that, hey, I, I need to really, really look into the job. And uh, once he gave me his blessings, uh, you know, it was kind of a – a quick process and I got here to Buffalo and we both had really, really good seasons and, you know, we have a great relationship now and everyone, everyone wants. Yeah. That's uh that's always a plus when everyone can, you know, to win, win all the way around. So, uh, so not quite a basketball question, but you're t- you know, you're from Augusta, Georgia. So how are you, how have you acclimated to the Buffalo weather? You know, everyone talks about, you know, how bad it is and snow this and snow that and, and whatnot. But I think the last few years have been fairly mild in terms of, of Buffalo weather. How have you uh, been acclimating to it these last few years? That's what I've heard that the last couple of years have been uh, pretty mild. But uh, I've adjusted well. I'm, I'm still getting working on my uh, driving techniques in the snow. But uh, luckily, <laughs> I live close to campus. So in the winter, you know, I'm not going too far anyway, other than the campus and maybe to the store. But uh, it's been a, I think, the people of Buffalo, uh, the food definitely helps, have all just kind of uh, welcomed me with the open, open arms. Uh, winning helps. Um, getting a chance to work with great people at UB helps a lot. And uh, we tell, like we tell the recruits, hey, in January, we play basketball inside like everyone else in the country does. So Exactly. If they're worried about the, the snow, the little bit of snow that we get, then but they probably aren't a Buffalo type of guy. So we've been fortunate. We got, I think, four guys on our roster from Florida. You know, I'm from Georgia. We've had some Texas guys. So we've all adjusted pretty well. And the winning helps big time. Oh, for sure. Now, you mentioned before about being ready to take the jump from Division Two to Division One. What would you say are some of the biggest differences in terms of coaching in the Division Two level versus the Division One level? Um. I would think the the biggest difference is there's some really good coaches in the Division two level, uh, Division three level, and on the junior college and NAIA level. The biggest difference I think is the the athleticism, the size. Of it. Uh, and on the coaching side, uh, you know, there's a lot more resources on on this uh, level. You have more assistant coaches, operation, more support staff, as opposed to the Division two level. You know, is usually the head coach and one or two assistants there. It aren't as many support staff roles. Yeah. So, you know, you, you wear a few more hats. And I, I think the uh, wasn't quite the path that I thought I would take, but uh, the opportunity to go to the Division two level and wear all those hats definitely prepared me when I got the opportunity to be a Division one assistant. Yeah, it seems like it. You, has your role expanded since uh, the departure of Nate Oates and now working under uh, Jim Weitzel? And speaking of that, 
uh, you were hired under Nate Oates. When you when the news broke about Nate Oates leaving, obviously the ink wasn't even really dry on his contract yet with the UB Bulls when he accepted the offer in Alabama. Was there any thought that maybe you know you would try to go to a different college, or were you in contact with White Soul right away about potentially staying here in Buffalo, or you know how did that all kind of play out? Um, I, yes, the opportunity came up to, to be a part of a. Uh, Coach uh, Oak staff in some capacity down there, and things kind of fell in line where Coach Weissel got the job here, and uh, he offered me an opportunity to stay here as an assistant and keep growing this thing. And uh, you know, I I felt comfortable with it, and uh, Coach White, I knew he was going to do an unbelievable job. And uh, here we are, one year down. We were fortunate to win twenty games this year, and. Not quite the ending we wanted, but a lot to be excited about for the future. So our plan is to kind of keep this thing rolling. Coach Coach Hurley did an unbelievable job of, uh, you know, making uh, UB basketball a big thing in in the city of Buffalo once again. And uh, we want to continue to keep that thing rolling at a high level, and and we're excited about the challenge. So I'm excited to be here with, with Coach Weiss. Oh, for sure. And, you know, obviously we're all happy that we kept, you know, yourself and Jim Weitzel on staff. I think that kind of played a, a pretty big role in being able to keep guys like, you know, Ronaldo Segu and Jonathan Williams uh, on our roster. You know, these guys were, you know, pretty big name guys coming into UB and they were big time recruits, you know, some of the biggest recruits we've ever seen here at UB. So, you know, I commend you guys on, on the job that you've done with being able to keep the guys here that were already here and being able to bring in some really, really talented guys, you know, after losing that entire recruiting class, I thought you guys just did a phenomenal job bringing in talent to kind of keep the ball rolling. Once Nate Oates left, you know, it was kind of doom and gloom, a little bit here and you know people didn't really know if if this the ball was going to keep rolling you know we didn't you know there's not a whole lot of 20 win seasons and things like that and I know that 20 win seasons isn't maybe necessarily the benchmark any longer you know because a lot of teams are doing it now but um, from what I read UB had you know Jim Weitzel and, and his staff had the least amount of returning minutes from the prior year for you know, a first-year head coach under Jim Weitzel. So the fact that you guys were able to get 20 wins is pretty astonishing to me when you, when you actually look at that. Uh, what, are the, what are the biggest differences between coaching under someone like Nate Oates and somebody like Jim Weitzel? Uh, it, it's not a whole, whole lot. Uh, you know, they both were fiery, really passionate guys. Um, you know, they worked really, really well together. And, you know, Coach Weissel had a lot of head coaching experience before uh, taking on, that, you know, this new role this year. And uh, so it, it was an easy transition, man. They, they both really want to win. They both were really competitive guys. And uh, it, it wasn't a whole lot of change. You know, they're passionate. They're passionate about winning and passionate about the guys that they coach and teach. And uh, that part has been exciting for me. I've been lucky to, to work for – guys that all have those same uh, traits and it's been a pretty seamless transition man and uh the guys you know they, they, the same way that they were big on continuity and they knew what time it was when once uh coach Weissel officially named the head coach we started workouts the next week and uh we hit the, the ball rolling we, we were playing it for nothing to change and still live up to our high standards that have been established here the last several years of buffalo
That's fantastic. Like I said, you guys had a really solid season amassing 20 wins. What do you think this season was, you know, potentially your the biggest problem that, you know, maybe you didn't have the season before? Obviously, I know that you had a, not, a lot of new guys coming in and, you know, maybe guys trying to fall into their roles and figure out their roles a little bit. But, you know, you still had quite a bit of talent. Why do you guys think you, I don't want to say dropped off, because like I said, you didn't have, you know, you had two of the best players in, in program history leave. Um, but why do you think that there was, a, you know, a little bit of a drop off in terms of like maybe points per game or, or, or defensively or anything like that? Um, I think that was the biggest thing, uh, what you mentioned, the, uh, losing two of the best players in school history, uh, Jeremy Harris. Losing uh, Dante Carruthers, who was a defense player of the year. Um, you know, those guys left a, a definite mark here. Um, they were older. They were mature, more mature. So they kind of knew, you know, they'd been in college three or four years. So they, they knew exactly, you know, what to expect and, and how to carry themselves as such being older players. And uh, this team was a lot younger. Uh, there was a lot of guys in different roles. You know, some guys were more Robins last year, and now, you know, we actually beat Batman. And uh, that's an adjustment, a uh, really adjustment, big adjustment, even for the most talented guys. And, uh, you know, we show signs of really, really um, understanding that. And then some nights, you know, we, we didn't understand it as much, but we were patient. Uh, we wanted to, to coach him to the end and teach him and uh, get him to that point. And so we, we felt like... Uh, the guys really bought in to, to wanting to be coached and, and wanting to get through those, those growing pains that we saw sometimes. And, and we're excited about the future, man, because, we're, you know, the guys are hungry. Uh, we're hungry, and, uh, and we want to keep the tradition alive of winning, winning at a high level here. Absolutely, and I know, speaking at least for myself and, and you know, most of my friends that do watch UB, I really hope that the winning continues. It's been a lot of fun watching you guys especially, you know, the last few years, you know, especially in the wintertime, you know, when maybe the Bills aren't playing well or the Sabres aren't playing well or something like that, you know, I can always count on UB to, to be exciting, to be fun to watch. And, you know, I even bought the ESPN Plus uh, app so that I can watch every single game that you guys have, not just you guys, but, you know, the football team also when you guys aren't on national television. So, you guys, you know, I, I watch you guys at work, you know, maybe I shouldn't be saying that, but, you know, I, you know, I watch you guys at work and, <laughs> and things like that, you know, it, it's, it's been really fun and I've really started to dive headfirst into trying to, I don't want to say cover the team because, you know, I'm not a huge podcast yet, but, you know, really paying attention to what you guys are doing and the recruits you're getting and, you know, so far I think you guys are doing a fantastic job. I know year one's down, you know, and, and maybe people were, you know, the expectations maybe were a little too high for the amount of turnover that was, that was coming in this year. I know I myself probably had the expectations a little too high, but when I went back and looked at the season, I thought to myself, like, you know what, when, when you really break it down, they just did an absolutely fantastic job of recruiting, restocking, bringing some really talented guys in here, bringing, you know, guys like David Scogman who had some really big time recruits uh, or, you know, schools trying to recruit him to be able to bring him in here and then redshirt him just unbelievable. And, and being able to get guys like uh hardened and, and Mbala to come over from their respective schools, you know, Mbala played on a team that finished, you know, second 
overall <laughs> last year and, and made it to the national championship game. And uh, what kind of impact do you think the guys that transferred over made? And, and who do you think had the, the best season, you know, made the biggest jump from maybe the, the first year that you coached them to the second year? Um, uh, adding those five guys, and, and they came from various backgrounds, a couple of high school guys, a couple of uh, junior college guys in there, a couple of transfers that, that played at successful programs. Um, that added a little edge to our team. Uh, they all big personalities, talented guys, and uh, guys that we think can be uh, big pieces here going forward. Um, and Bala especially, he, he didn't play a whole lot at uh, Texas Tech. Played on a really successful team. Um, played in the final game of the, the NCAA tournament. And uh, so we, we were excited that he had an opportunity to play uh, Blossom as a sophomore. And, and we're excited about his future as a bull. Um, as far as the returning guys, um, we, we thought they all did a good job of adjusting the new role. You know, uh, Gray's role is a little different this year. Uh, Devontae, he, he had to... Uh, to expand even more. He's been a great leader for us the last four years, but he had to, to expand his role even more. And uh, Will, Jonathan and Rondo also did a really good job of, uh, of stepping up, taking their game to the next level. And uh, we're really excited about them becoming upperclassmen now. Uh, Brock Bertram coming back, who's been kind of a, a anchor of what, what we do here at Buffalo. And so we, we thought all the guys did a really good job of uh, – know of being mature enough to say okay this is our time to step up we're losing a lot of guys a lot of firepower but we need this our time to carry on the torch of what buffalo basketball is all about so we're excited about the 2021 season and taking that to the next step absolutely i was really surprised at you know somebody like uh, rondo segu you know i watched some of his game tape and things like that and some and a lot of his highlights when he came in i was super excited about him because i i really believe that he is a super talented kid. I know he's a little undersized, but he came in, he looked like from freshman year to sophomore year, he, he put on, you know, a fair amount of weight and, and muscle, but something that I don't think that I expected was how good of a jump shot he really has. You know, he's a far better shooter than I seen on, on the game tape and things like that. I, when he came in, I thought he was going to be more of a facilitator and, you know, and, and be able to be like a, the point more like a point guard of like Devonte Jordan and kind of less like a point guard of like a, a Wes Clark, but he's seemingly starting to encompass you know both of the both of those guys, which is just taking his game to a level that I don't think I foresaw so early on, and I'm excited for him to kind of take that next step and really step into an even greater role now that you know Devonte Jordan left uh, and graduated, and and hopefully he does you know big things after graduation himself. And speaking of guys who uh, had fantastic seasons, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Javon Graves and, and his decision to enter his name into the NBA draft. And, and, you know, maybe did he come and talk to you guys about potentially doing this? And um, how do you guys feel about that whole situation about him maintaining his eligibility, but entering his name into the draft? Um, we, we were all, you know, we were all very supportive. Uh, he wanted to enter his name in the draft, see, see what kind of feedback he gets and, uh, and weigh his options while maintaining his eligibility. And so, you know, we've been nothing but supportive, uh, you know, making sure that anything he needs during this process, uh, he has it and, and that, uh, 
he's getting good information and good feedback. And, uh, you know, so, you know, that's a lifelong dream of uh, every kid to, to have an opportunity to, to play in the NBA. And so we, we've been very, very supportive in, you know, in the process form. Very supportive. Speaking of and guys. He, and he's earned it. He's earned it. Oh, for sure. He had a, a phenomenal season this year. You know, I his sophomore year, he was more, like you were saying, like more of a Robin role. And he had to, you know, be more of like play Batman, you know, be the be the guy and not kind of the guy that's in the secondary scoring. And I thought he did a phenomenal job in terms, you know, most games, especially I think it was what Kent State that went to double overtime. Was, was that the game that went yep. to double overtime? That That game was... Absolutely unbelievable. I, man, I was watching, like I said, I was watching it at work and people were looking at me like I had six heads because I was screaming into my phone and talking, <laughs> talking to myself. And it, it, that was probably one of the more exciting games I've ever seen. And, and Javon Graves was just absolutely lights out from the second half on. He hit so many contested shots. It was incredible to watch. And, you know, as much as I hope that he does come back to the UB Bulls, you know, it would be uh, awesome to hear a bull get called on draft night um, and and make it to the NBA. And then uh, we talk about guys who graduated and, and you know, are, have NBA aspirations. Have you kept in touch with guys like CJ Massenberg and, and Nick Perkins? And how are those guys doing? Well, those guys are doing well, man. Obviously, you know, it's a, it's an odd time right now for everyone. But they're, they're, uh, we check in with them guys probably weekly. Uh, they tell us that they watch a lot of our games. So all during the season, you know, we were getting a text, coach, you need to tell so-and-so that he needs to X, Y, Z and do this and that. So they're still really invested in our program. And, and that's good to have. So that means, you know, that they enjoy being a part of this and, uh, which they should have because they're, they're really big pieces to, to what we built here and the success that we had. And so, you know, they, right now they're quarantined like the rest of us and working out outside and trying to stay in tip-top shape. And uh, so that once this thing, uh, hopefully and God's will, uh, is lifted and done with, uh, they can go back to preparing to, for their second season as professionals. Yeah, I've been keeping track or keeping up with a little bit with, you know, C.J. Massenberg, and he seems like, I mean, he's I don't think he's getting a ton of minutes, if if I'm correct, down in the G, or what is it, it's the G League now, down in the G League, um, but I watched some of his highlights, and he's he just does the exact same things that he did at UB. He's just, he's so good at all facets of the game. It's He's really incredible to watch, and unfortunately, I, you know, haven't been able to see a whole lot of what, you know, Big Nick Perkins is doing, but, you know, when you look at his stats, his stats are, you know, mind-blowing over there. So I thought that he probably should have got a little bit more of a look after watching him in the summer league, and I'm surprised that he didn't because, you know, like I said, same thing with Massenburg. He kind of did exactly what he did in college, and that was, you know, everything well. You know, dominate down low, be able to knock it down from deep. I know both guys are a little bit undersized for, for what they do, but... You know, I I don't think that that should really overlook their talent, but you know, hopefully both guys get a get a shot in the, in the future. You know, and I really look forward to following those guys as time goes on. But last question for uh, for you before I let you go here: Who are you most excited about to make a big leap in the twenty twenty one season for the UB Bulls basketball team, and who do you see making the biggest leap? 
Uh, I'm really excited for uh, both Rondo and Jonathan Woods. Uh, so they're those guys are tireless workers. You know, um, Javon had a great season this year, and we're looking for him to have a take it to even another level next year. Um, he kind of just wired the score. He's a very unselfish guy. Just he goes out there, not a man, a few words, but he goes out there and plays. And uh, the the work that Jonathan and uh, Rondo put in is uh, unbelievable, man. They're, they're two of the best workers. I've only been in this thing for about 12 years, and they're definitely two of the best workers that I've ever been around. And uh, I, I was really happy for them to see success this year. And, you know, they're working even harder. So I'm really, really excited about what the next two seasons holds for those guys. So I want to mention a guy to you that kind of surprised me a little bit. He wasn't a big-time recruit, but I'm kind of excited after watching him as a true freshman come in and I don't want to say make a big impact, but I was really surprised at how good he was coming in as a true freshman was uh, Savion Galleon coming in. And, and man, that and I mean this in the most complimentary way possible, that kid is a dog. Like, I love watching him play. He gets me fired up at home sitting on the couch, you know, watching him play. I just, I get so excited watching that kid. And I, I look forward to him getting some more minutes, you know, with, with some guys leaving and things like that. So how do you think, uh, you think he's going to be able to make a, a bigger jump from year one to year two? Uh, I think so, man. Uh, Savion, we, he, he's a high energy, passionate guy. Uh, he really takes it to the liking to the weight room this year. So he got himself bigger and stronger. And we're, we're excited about the future for him. Like, he, his potential and uh, his upside is, is through the roof, man. And, and we're excited about him. Uh, he plays hard every single day, whether whether it's just a walkthrough or we're going to have speed. Savion only knows one speed, and, and that's full speed. And, and we'd much rather a guy be that way than a guy that you're always having to rev up his engine and try to get him going. For sure. So, man, we're, we're really excited about his future as a bull. He's one to look out for. For sure, for sure. Well, Mr. Jamie Quarles, I would like to say thank you, sir, for joining me on my podcast tonight. I was really excited. I've been, I've been talking about it to all my friends and all my family, so hopefully they all listen in, and hopefully they all think I did a good job here tonight. I want to thank you again for your time and wish you nothing but success in your coaching career and in the rest of life. If Hopefully I don't talk to you. Hopefully I do, but if I don't talk to you again, you know, I will, uh, I'll for sure be watching every single game and, and following you guys, you know, from here on out. And, uh, thanks again for joining me. Hey, thank you, man. You did an unbelievable job and, uh, go Bulls. We're looking forward to the year. Yeah. Go Bulls, man. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, man. All right. Bye-bye. That ladies and gentlemen was Assistant coach Jamie Quarles, again, one more time, thank you to him for jumping on with me and making this a really memorable experience. This is exactly why I upgraded my equipment to get guys like him on this podcast. Absolutely had a, a dynamite time. So for him and, and, and Coach Weitzel and the rest of everyone, I hope they're staying safe and I hope they're, they're doing everything that they're supposed to do in terms of social distancing and keeping themselves safe. These guys know nothing but but hard work and, and determination. So I look forward to the upcoming season for the UB Bulls men's basketball team. That's going to do it for this episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. 
Thank you guys all for listening. I hope you really enjoyed it. I worked very hard on this interview. So if you guys did, make sure you tell your friends, tell your family. They can hear me on any of the major podcasting websites, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, right here on Anchor. They can follow me on Twitter at SportsTalkBuff1. That's SportsTalkBuff1. Or search the name Sports Talk Buffalo. You should find me right at the top of the list there. Also, you can uh, hit me up uh, on my email. It's sportstalkbuffalo at yahoo.com. Thank you guys again for listening, and I hope you all have a good week and stay safe.